Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 210, and it's just us this week. Feels feels like the old times, Claire. Us and Amazon. <laughs> Stop. Have you put that away? Put it away yes, right I now. put it away. I feel like Brandon. This is so funny. I did. Okay, so I just called Claire, and she's like, oh my gosh, it's Amazon Prime Day. Well, first of all, we started texting each other on Skype, and then we started just shopping together in silence. <laughs> I promise that won't be this whole episode. Yeah, all of a sudden you're just going to hear like someone shout, oh my gosh, curtains! <laughs> because uh, you're buying a house. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're under contract on a house. I feel like it's like bad juju to talk about it before you, you know, finish, um, before you actually buy the house and like it's everything signed and turned over. But we are under contract on a house in Longmont, which is about, what do you think, like 45 minutes north of Denver? Yeah. Yeah, and, just about. Um, yeah, it's like due north of Denver by about 45 minutes, which means it's about 20 to 25 minutes northeast of Boulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really close to where I grew up and where my dad still lives. So that's great. Um, it's pretty much like the only little town in the Front Range between like Colorado Springs and Fort Collins that still has starter homes. <laughs> Hey, where you can still buy a house for like less than $500,000. Yeah. So, um, believe We're not, not like house poor. With, right. Exactly. And believe it or not, with Brandon in school, we can't afford a half a million dollar house. So moving to Denver was not an option anymore. And we even like looked into um, maybe just trying to rent again in Golden. And then we were just decided like, you know what? We're so sick of renting. We're so sick of moving every year. I know that some people are able to find like really great long-term rentals and but that has just not been the reality for us mostly because um the rental market in Denver is even crazier if possible than the um home buying market yeah and so that's what I've heard yeah and so like literally we would go see a house and we would have to be ready to like apply on the spot for the lease in the same way that like if you're house hunting you have to be well you have to be ready like make an offer on the spot during a showing yeah because it's so crazy Right. So it's crazy all around, but it's it's very crazy for rentals. And so we never have been able to move into a rental that we could grow into. Every single time we've moved into a rental, it's been like, this is even a little small typically for what we needed at that time. And so, you know, we lived on Hooker Street, which everyone like giggles at Hooker Street, but he was an important Civil War general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we lived on Hooker Street. Um, every like when I got pregnant, it was like literally there was not a corner. Do you remember just how weird that layout was in that house? Oh, yeah. There was literally oh, not was a corner so to put a crib in. No. Like it was, just, it, we called it our expensive series of hallways. Mm-hmm. It was just such a weird layout. It was the weirdest just, layout. Yeah. It yeah. was a and bunch then, of hallways. It was. And then um, when we lived in Golden, you know, it was a nice apartment, but it was one bedroom mm-hmm. and we couldn't afford to live in a two bedroom in that complex. It was like $500 more per month just for an extra bedroom, which was ridiculous. And then um, the place we live now, you know, like there's a lot of land, but it's two bedrooms and a basically like a open kind of living room kitchen. And it's all just right on top of itself. And so, you know, with the amount of it's like already really tight with two adults and a dog and a toddler let alone as miles is getting older let alone as we consider having a second kid like we've anyway all that to say we've just never lived in a place that we could grow into and so i'm we were trying to think like okay well maybe we could just rent for one more year and then brandon will have a job and we'll be able to like qualify for a you know a house in a, in a different location and then finally we we're just like screw this long is great it's really up and coming 
Um, they just got a Whole Foods, which I mean, is that a big says indicator. something. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but they still have uh, you know houses that are affordable, so we're really excited. It's a super cute, just little ranch house, like nothing crazy. Really super standard layout. You know, you walk in and it's like if you take a long rectangle and cut it in half and one half is the kitchen living room and the other half is a hallway with some bedrooms off of it. But um, we close on July 25th. That is so exciting. Home buying is really stressful. I remember. It's actually the worst. It's so stressful because you really can't get excited until you actually have the keys and are walking in. I mean, I remember when I, um, when Scott and I got married, we got married and we bought a house within 30 days. And so, I mean, we had planned on getting married, obviously, but like it all kind of fell at the same time. So I just remember we actually, so I was closing on my condo and closing on, I remember driving to the closing for my condo at 9am and then the closing for our house was at noon. And I was just going from like one closing to the next. And so but the paperwork from my condo had to get to the closing for my house in order for it to go through and they wouldn't give us the right. keys, but we had to get out of the condo. So we had our movers waiting in front of our new house and they wouldn't move into our new house until we had the keys and like gave them the phone call. It was like right up to the minute and we couldn't rest wow. until we actually could call our movers and say, you can go in the house now. The house is ours. <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> I will say the nice thing, like I, I have definitely heard that it can be you know, like if you're in, if you own a house and you're trying to buy a new house, that it can be really stressful because because of exactly what you're what you're talking about. That like, yeah, you need the equity from yeah. your current house in order to qualify for your future house. But the way the market is, is like you have to time it like pretty much exactly the way you did. Where it's exactly, like you ha- it has to happen like the same day. Yeah, exactly. And it was so stressful. And my goodness, I was just so lucky that it landed so perfectly. I could not have asked for a better timing right. on that but it was i just remember sweating in our in our cl- closing for our house and scott's like on the phone with the movers he's like no you can't go in yet like we don't have the keys yet it was oh so my crazy God. Yeah. yeah we're trying to figure out we move this has this how ha- always happens like why do i feel like we always move right at the crossfit game where we move and then we leave for the crossfit games that week yeah right and then Brandon is staying in Wisconsin for an extra week. So it's like we move basically and then Brandon's gone for like two and a half weeks. But to be fair, like, don't you feel like you can really get by with like two days of really hard moving and then the rest you're just kind of like, man, I'll get to it when I get to it. <laughs> I, like, I it, used to feel that way until I had a toddler. Yeah, that's true. And now it's like it's just everything is so much slower. Yeah. So it's less of like, you. I mean, like probably what we'll do is we'll take miles to my mom's yeah. and he'll stay there for like a couple of days while we kind of get that done. But yeah, we also aren't moving in right away. We have we're like they have a like, anyway, I don't have to get into. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have a yeah. they have a cat. And we have to like get a bunch of stuff cleaned and. Mm-hmm. brain on super large cats so yeah um yeah it's gonna be pretty crazy oh, for the next and when is life not crazy but when is life yeah not but crazy? like it's it literally feels like the mortgage people have asked me for like everything but a dna sample oh i like, had to give a dna sample oh <laughs> i'm totally kidding <laughs> literally <laughs> i just they didn't like, take your blood at the, at the closing oh my gosh don't even joke about that they're gonna be like oh yeah we forgot that <laughs> They like break I, out the, rub- the rubber gloves. <laughs> exactly. Be like, I knew this was coming. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was surprised they like didn't ask for a family tree. Like, are you really who you say you are? Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, yes, these are my bank statements. I remember them asking for a backup of a bank statement. I was like, the bank statement is the backup. Do they not know like, who your father is? 
kid. Don't you know my, my dad? Father, the inventor of toaster strudel. Would not be I happy actually about did this. bring my dad with me to our first meeting with the mortgage guy. I was like, Dad, will you come? Did he just like slip him some tea and he like, gives yeah, him he a wink? He just sat there on the other side of the table and like didn't say anything afterwards. I was ah. like, How'd that go? He's like, Yeah, that was pretty much how it goes. Ah. I was like, Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I love. I was glad he was there, though. It like makes me feel, you know, like when totally. you're totally. It's a big, it's a, bit, I mean, a big kid move. He's used to sealing deals, I'm sure. So that Wheeling was probably and a dealing, nice. John Hay. <laughs> all, all day, every day. All day. Well, that's exciting. Um, I have a really funny, uh, not funny, but it was it was funny when we were in Westcliff because we all we all spent Fourth of July weekend in Westcliff together. And Brandon, like speaking of. Uh, I'm totally switching gears, by the way. But it reminded me when we were talking about Amazon at the beginning and how we were joking about being on our phones. And Brandon legit was like, he would keep commenting to me. He's like, well, maybe she'll be off her phone this weekend. (laughs) It's so funny. I was like, I can't really joke about that because I'm the same way, Brandon. (laughs) He and Brandon is like, doesn't first of all in my defense he's I, he probably is like standing outside the door being like oh like, his eyes. but honestly <laughs> Wait, does he like i does he like like eavesdrop on our conversations i mean our house is so small he like oh that's can't true help. he's not he's literally standing outside the door but like i'm sure he can hear half of what i say yeah but i do spend a lot of time on my phone when i'm at home because that's how i like unwind it's kind of like how i check out without actually like having to check out and I'm like, I mean, you know, when you're on your phone, like you're not completely present. And so I do feel kind of bad when I like, get home and he's playing with Miles and I'm like sitting on the couch on Instagram. But like, that's how I have to recharge my brain enough because like I've just been at work all day. Yeah. And then, you know, it's the same kind of thing almost like with Scott where Brandon right now is pretty much on summer break. And so he's like home all day by himself. And then I get home and he's like super, you know, anyway. So I'm like, I just can't. I can't cope right when I walk through the door. I got to spend a little bit of time yeah, seriously, just like out the download on my phone. Yeah. And then as I was going to record tonight, Scott's like, what are you going to say about me? I'm like, I'm not going to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think him and Brandon bonded a little too much in Westcliff because he's like dropping things that I'm like, how did you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> like no 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 oh. you're breaking the fourth wall yeah it was really funny did you have fun in westcliff is it aren't my parents I did. hilarious oh my gosh your parents are the freaking cutest i can't wait we're gonna get a table from joy's dad i'm so excited oh. <gasps> yeah that's you're gonna have a ronnie z original that's really a big deal to have a ronnie z original for okay listeners you guys have to understand that my dad makes everything <laughs> he makes a lot of things he likes to tinker and he uh is just very crafty and he likes to tinker i don't know just do and like yeah, fix he found up bikes table. yeah yeah he was like they got this table for free and he thinks it was like an old drafting table and he's like completely redone re-sanded it refinished the whole thing it's this huge i mean it's probably i measured it and it's like six by six feet by five feet or something like really big for a dining table anyway i'm excited about it yeah he's he's and he's so proud that he can be uh I mean, he will like probably talk about it for years of just like how he's going to finish this table for you. And then he's going to, you know, how we're going to drive it to your house and get it to your house. And (laughs) yeah. And then like every time my dad's like that, too. Like anytime like he like he gave Brandon an iPad for Christmas like four years ago. And he's always like, so is Brandon still using the iPad? I'm like, yep. (laughs) Still using it every day. Parents. Yeah. 
um, and like measuring the creek. This, uh, Jess Gevins was like, why does he need to know? I'm really like, I don't understand why does he, because I uh, put on our Insta stories that my dad, yeah, yeah. so there's this creek that runs on their property, okay? And so um, it's just a huge deal for my dad. You guys, he's 77 years old. Give him a break. And he loves, he just, this is who he is. He's like, I need to know when the, the day the creek starts running. He like writes it on the calendar every year. And then the day or when it starts to like get really big and so he'll measure how fast the water's going he just like gets really excited about this creek so the way he measures it is he drops a piece of wood that he probably fashioned (laughs) and times it with a measuring tape running down the creek (laughs) you guys got to witness that joy that I think is like the cutest thing in the world. It's so he's like very scientific about it. But then he got all nervous. He was like, "Pressure's on, pressure's on." Oh my gosh! He was like yeah. nervous because so many people were watching him. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a really fun trip. I always love going there. It was so relaxing. They're so cute. Um, what else is new, Joy? Oh gosh! So I want to talk a little bit briefly because I mentioned on our insta stories that uh yeah I don't, know, I don't know how to talk about this without like like if the dudes are listening i'm like ah but whatever they can deal, uh, they can deal. i mean we all talk about periods so here we, go. here we go if you are someone that you're close like that's close to in my life uh just don't listen because i just don't want you to hear this about me no i'm kidding um so uh it's all right dre we're all adult <laughs> menstruating adults here i know um so well, most of us anyway. I, yeah god so i i'm like all over here sweating just it's so stupid by the but, way that was not i meant like i didn't mean like not you know what i meant like the men probably aren't menstruating right guys. exactly right no judgment um, but no judgment right so i haven't had my period since i started macro counting and it's been i i haven't really talked about it because i don't i just i don't feel like talking about it but i haven't um had a normal cycle since before i started mac, uh, macro counting Granted, I do have an IUD. Which was like Christmas 2015. Yes, thank you. Wow, you're good with yeah, exactly. So I uh, I do have an IUD, and I talked to my doctor, and I was like, look, uh, this is going on. You know, I lost a lot of weight last year, and then I kind of bounced back, and I just really bothered. And she she was like, well, let's just let's keep talking about it. And I love my primary care physician; she's awesome. I just love her so much, so I trust her very much. And she's like, you know, because you have an IUD, that could really tip the scales of like even the smallest change in hormones could just tip it to be like, you know, your body's already not supposed to really have a period with an IUD, but I was having one regularly, so that was my normal. Um, she's like, but this just probably pushed it over the edge to where you're like nope not gonna happen so she's like just you know if it keeps if something if your symptoms are really bad let's talk about that right so my I knew that I was getting better because I was changing my diet and I was kind of learning you know I I don't want to say rebounding but I was kind of getting my weight back up to a place where I was like okay my mood is better my sex drive is back and all those things that I talked about before so I kind of like put it in my back pocket and I was like well I guess I'm just gonna give it some time because I've done a lot of research that this takes a lot of time to rebuild and I'm just speaking for myself, you guys. So please don't take what I'm saying as like science. Just in case you thought this was the science podcast. Just in case you have stumbled upon our podcast after four years of us constantly talking about how we are not uh, are clearly not giving professional opinions. Exactly. This is not the professional opinions podcast. No, not at all. And so I kind of put it off and I was, um, you know, I've been doing macro counting to kind of build things back up. And I worked with a really great macro 
macro coach to kind of put myself back um, into a healthy weight into where my symptoms were feeling better and my, um, I'm sorry, my moods were feeling better and my symptoms, my bad symptoms were going away. Anyway, so then we do the whole 30 and I'm feeling pretty fantastic and I took a break from macro counting and I thought that was really cool for me and my stress level of just, not that it was stressful, but I feel like there was always this like weird, I don't really understand how this is supposed to have, like go on long term. So we do the whole 30, I'm feeling great. And then I, you know, we go Wait, to West. You, mean you don't understand how macros are supposed to go on long term. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't really understand. I was still kind of struggling with that. So then we do the whole 30 and I'm feeling good um, on that piece, kind of letting go of the macros. It's kind of just a lot going on in my head because we've done so much in the past year and a half, two years. And so then we go to Westcliff and um, <laughs> I started my period in Westcliff and I texted Claire because it was like right when we were leaving town. And I'm like, fuck, I haven't had a tampon with me in like forever. <laughs> and I was just texting Claire. It literally, literally felt like I was so excited, you guys. I cannot tell you how happy I was. I was like, I wanted to be like 14 again, where you're, I think that's how old I was when I got my period, but like where you're running around being like, oh my gosh, I have a period with your friends. And it's like this rite of passage. Like, I no, that is not what, yeah, I don't think that's what most people do, Joy. Oh yeah. It was like a big deal. It was like a huge deal in my world. No. Definitely did not run around and tell all my friends that I have. I mean, I wasn't running it around at school, but like girls definitely held it as like this badge of honor. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in the the world of like, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. Like that. Have you read that book? Yeah, but I didn't like super identify with it. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe I was just in a crazy world of like girls got really excited. I mean, we weren't talking about it. I mean, we didn't have cell phones, so we were just kind of, anyway, whatever. (laughs) So I just felt super excited. Like, I am back to being a woman again, and I cannot explain the feeling. It was just, I'm really happy about that. So I just had to share because I don't know if I'm just, I, I really don't want this to come across as like, here's what I did, so you should do it too. But more of just, that is, I'm pretty convinced that, uh, if you have a really low body fat or if you have this number that you want to get to uh that you you know you're doing body fat testing and you're like I want to get to 10% body fat. Oh, I want to say the f word a lot, but I'm not going to. Just don't effing do it. And it's not worth it. And I I never really had that goal in my mind, but that's just what accidentally like I unintentionally screwed my body up. And it sucks because I know I've said this before, but it sucks because I, uh, it's like you do this unintent, you're like trying to do something good for your body, but you kind of unintentionally screw it. And I'm just very happy that I'm back to where I was before, more or less. Yay. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. And I think it's interesting, you know, just like, first of all, that it, I I do think it's interesting that it took so long. Um, I'm very surprised by that. And I think that's kind of why I was really shocked and even more happy because I don't know if it was the whole 30, like who knows if it was 30 days of just completely relaxing that my body was like, oh, thank you. Who knows right, of finally. like not putting crazy powdered food in my body. I don't know. Um, but I was pretty, really, really happy. Yay. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it sounds really stupid, but at the same time, I think it's just um, what the listeners don't hear is kind of what I go through daily about like oh man what did I do did I screw myself forever and like you hear horror stories of people who drop too low body fat and they just like can never regain their health again or you know what I mean so I think I was kind of afraid of that but anyway so yeah lesson learned uh please 
take care of yourselves, listen to your body, and please do not set unrealistic goals that are... Well, and I think it's are... interesting, too, like, and I, I know we kind of always come back to this, but I think when I, you know, when we talk about this and when um, it just comes up, the thing that I am always, like, fascinated by is that at the time when you were in it, like, now you look back and say, like, wow, I made some kind of not questionable choices but like you probably wouldn't go back and do it again the same way mm-hmm. exactly whereas at the time it was like not only you were seeing it as being really successful but everyone around you was like oh my gosh Shoy, you're doing so great you look amazing like you're getting great results you've had amazing success and it's just kind of another um piece of evidence that what you see on the outside is not the whole picture of your health and you know like what and I think like I know that you in particular have some very 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 strong opinions and I don't necessarily agree with it but I don't think I'm quite as um opinionated I guess about it as you when it comes to like the bodybuilding world Mm. um and you know like I think I have a little a little bit more of like a live and let live I like that's not something that I would ever choose for myself and I definitely have a hard time seeing how somebody can go through the process of like cutting and being in a bodybuilder show cycle and not you know and truly not have any sort of disordered habits around that process Mm -hmm. but nonetheless I think what I'm trying to get at is that you know when people looked at you and people like kind of saw that that physique change and it was like well that must be what you're going for you like so you like you're you're you've been so successful and even at the time you know we both thought that you were like just killing it with macros and looking back it just you know was not so black and white exactly and i think it's like that piece of you don't know what you don't know so i had no idea what to expect i remember going into it thinking like if i lose a pound i'll be happy i had no idea (laughs) like i was just I was so far removed from that world. And I think that once you, once I started to see what was happening to my body, I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy. And I felt good in the gym and blah, blah, blah. But I, but it's like, I don't know what I don't know. So I didn't know that this could even happen to me. Sometimes you think that you're bulletproof when you're so healthy that this can't possibly happen to me. And it took me a long time, a really long time to to really understand what was going on because it hadn't happened before. And so I didn't know what to look for. And I was just kind of stupid about all of it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, back to the but to the, the goals piece too, is like, I didn't really, I had no intention. I had no goals for it, but this is what happened. And so I think that, but what I do want to speak to again, that we, I think we constantly bring up, but for good reason is that we, we're inundated with people um, who have a certain physique that were like, well, that's what I want, but you really don't understand what it, a picture is just not real life. And so I, and the only person I truly think has a good mindset around it is Adam from Mind Pump, because um, I hear him talk about it all the time. And just from hearing his perspective on it, it truly is like, I just want to push myself because I want to see if I can. But he's so far removed from like the think, emotional yeah. piece. <laughs> I and that's really, I mean, even when we were there, I just like, I, it's not that I don't believe him, but I just think that that is like he must just be a you know like a, a once in a like one in a million type of person yeah. to be able to, to yeah. completely yeah. remove himself from the experience. And I also really have to wonder like what um, how would I put this? I think that there's definitely a difference also for women because our identities I think are a lot more tied to our bodies than, the, than men's identities are. And I know you know men have body issues. We have talked about that a lot. We've interviewed guys about that topic. But I think really at the end of the day, the expectation for women 
is a lot more deeply ingrained in us in terms of, you know, that our identity is very, very, very much tied to the way that we look. Whereas men's identities are a lot more tied to like their, you know, career accomplishments and that type of thing, or they can be. And so, you know, I just have a hard time thinking that like you could truly go through something like that, let alone go through it multiple times, maybe one time, but let alone make that your life and not, you know, come out of it or not like end up in a place where your self-worth is tied to your body composition. Yeah, yeah. And that was a really interesting piece for me to see too is kind of the um the comments that you get kind of screwed with me you know because you're like well i had like i thought i would looked okay before <laughs> so you're just right like, yeah or you're like wow oh I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole again but it was just yeah so no and yeah. i think i also think it's interesting though because like this kind of goes back in like a bigger picture kind of way it goes back to a little bit like what we were talking about with sheree um with like kind of the expectations and what am i trying to say here like what's my train of thought hold on i'll come back mm-hmm. sheree when we were talking about I, sheree. it was like some yeah hold on it was about your mm-hmm. body composition she what was talking about right before that well she was talking about pleasure and pain too i don't know if you were no no it was going to be, what were you talking about? Well, right I was just before? talking about like people's comments and being like, wow, you look really good. And I was like, what? I thought I looked okay before. Yep. Nope, it's gone. All right, don't, hold on. Let me don't start. think I'll, it yet. I'll go back. Mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting. And I think that it, it definitely, once again, just continues to go back to that question of like, really what, you know, like, what are your goals? What are you defining success by? And also just like, what, I, you know, like we talk about this a lot and I've talked about a lot about this like with being postpartum and just like how are you defining your health and how are you um you know what are the tools that you're using to get there and what are you willing to kind of give and take and I think that that's something that we've really been exploring in the past six or eight months of like really how how can you do this as a lifestyle how can you really pursue the best thing for you as a lifestyle without going crazy and without finding yourself in these rabbit holes but and you know you kind of have to get down the rabbit hole because part of it is that when you try something new you have to fully go there yeah without and without doing that you're not going to really know like this is sort of a silly example but brandon always talks about how he regrets like not going full dirt bag like when he was a climber you know he never like completely went off the grid and was like a dirt bag climber for you know weeks or months or years and it's kind of like he regrets like not going all the way and I think that that's the same kind of thing with macros like had you not I'm not saying that like it was a good you know necessarily a good choice but like we were saying like we didn't know any better at the time and you certainly didn't know any better and like had you not ended up in that place and had you not kind of gone through the whole process you definitely wouldn't have the same amount of information about that as a tool in your life yeah yeah and I, I wholeheartedly agree with that I think what's the what's difficult when I look back is I I have this weird, I don't know if you experienced this, but I have this weird feeling of regret. Like, um, well, gosh, did I let the listeners down? But I, in terms of, sometimes I feel like we jump around a lot, but at the same time, in terms of diet, right? Like we're always kind of trying new things, but I think it's important that we try things to report back and kind of do research for our listeners. And it's not to say that like works for one person. Yeah, I don't think it's like what works for one person is going to work for everyone. We by no means are ever going to be like, this is the way you do everything because everyone's so freaking different. But I mean, this is just our lives. And there's moments where I'm like, oh, gosh, are we just being kind of like these, you know, back and forth? We're trying this, we're trying that. And then we're 
changing the game again and we're doing something else a different day. Um, that sometimes feels like we're, I don't want to say hypocrites because I don't think that's what we're going for at all. Like we're not trying to like preach one thing and then change our minds. But I think it's, I think what it comes down to is I want to be mindful that we have a listenership, that what we are trying is that we're, that we want listeners to know that like everything we do is with integrity and that we truly are just doing things for health, but um, that we also want to put things out there, you know, or at least promote things that are, that are good for people. And I think that yeah, because think of my experience, like, this yeah. Is how, yeah, and I, like this is because how of my experience, in the real world. I feel bad. I think that's what I'm trying to say because of my experience was like, whoa, I don't want right. anyone to ever have to go through that. But I also think that like you can't know how something's going to turn out you know, exactly. when you're first starting it. And exactly. this is just how everybody learns anything about themselves is you have to commit all the way and, you know, come out on the other side. And, you know, I think the thing obviously that's unique about us is that we have 10,000 people every week who hear our recommendations. Right. And who, you know, but at the same time, I don't think that anybody, and hopefully if you're listening to this, you can agree nobody like takes our word as law you know everybody knows that we are just kind of doing the best that we can and experimenting and learning as we go yeah but i think that's the biggest piece that i see too just looking at social media is that people will follow something just because it worked for maybe a handful of people i don't know it's just it's hard but i think we will always preach and we have preached and will continue to preach that you have to find what works for you and just really honor you. And I will quote Amy Poehler's book, Yes, Please, where she says, good for you, not for me. Yeah. (laughs) Good for you, not for me. Okay, so uh, I want to talk really quick about a question that one of our listeners submitted. Ooh, really quick, though. I did. Okay, so while you were setting up your recorder, uh, I did. A, I don't know if you saw in Insta stories, but I asked people to just submit like little videos and we'll play them on the podcast. Let's see what she says. Hold on. I got it. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to, um, if it's bad. Yeah, you can only play an Insta story, an Insta message like twice. Oh, really? So don't mess it up. Yeah. Oh, it, it deletes itself. Oh, shoot. It's like okay. Snapchat. Here we go. Make sure the volume's up. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I did it wrong. Oh, no. Let me see I'm if gonna... I can still access it. Okay. I'm going to have her send it again. Hold on. Let me see if I can still do it. Okay. Okay. Turn up my volume. What experience you guys have with backpacking? Um, advice, suggestions, thoughts? Have you done it? Do you like it? I don't know. I'm about to go on my first trip. I'm excited. Could you hear that? Oh, yes. She wants to know about backpacking. Oh, wow. You need to talk about this because I don't know. <laughs> I've not been backpacking before. Um. So, the, wait. She sent three videos and... I only Whoa. got the third one. Oh. So write her back. We okay. Get the right, so she, yeah, write her back. So she needs to resend one and two. But overnight backpacking is so fun. So this is from Catherine James on Instagram. I used to be a backpacking guide. I once spent 31 days in the wilderness in the Yukon backpacking. Um, I love it. It's kind of hard for me to necessarily say what my advice is because every trip is so different and so like in terms of gear you're going to need something different i think the biggest thing i can say is make sure you break in your boots make sure you have really good foot care um have a foot care kit that's like super readily accessible so that if you start to feel a hot spot on your foot you can quickly pull over to the side of the trail pull your foot care kit out of the top of your bag and dress up your blisters because nothing i mean if you develop a blister on an overnight backpacking trip it's not going to heal before you get home and it's just going to be agony um and then I think the other thing uh, I always recommend bringing bandanas, extra bandanas, because you can use them for everything. 
Um, that's my, those are my gear recommendations. But other than that, gosh, I just love backpacking, packing so much. Um, just like be really, be really open to what's going to happen. Like don't get so stuck in your mind that like you have to make it to a certain campsite or that you have to make it a certain number of miles and like let yourself kind of go off on little tangents or, you know, if you do get to camp, the camp that you, that you set out for, um, you know, set down your pack and go on a little walkabout before you set up your tent, like let yourself really explore. I think when I was a guide, especially it was tough because you got really stuck in the routine and like, you, you know, you are responsible for everybody else. So you have to set up and it just made it a little bit less enjoyable because you're constantly just like setting up and taking down and cooking and all that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, it's the best. You're going to have fun. She's sending another one. So we'll wait for it. But, um, but I do want to address a question that someone put on our website and it was more or less how to grow like your evolution as a CrossFit athlete. And I really like this question because I feel like we, uh, you know, I think we started this podcast because we were like really into CrossFit and then we've we've ebbed and flowed with it, but I've stayed pretty consistent. You've kind of gone in and out just because of your moves and everything, having a baby. And, and I, I just like this question because I feel like we can get stuck in one, doing doing things one way. And while CrossFit obviously preaches variety and <laughs> it's always going to be different, I just lately I've been thinking about that. So I feel like this question is kind of very timely because I'm like, yeah, I, I've been really wanting to do more Orange Theory with Scott and, and doing more workouts with him and doing more things outside. There's a new cycling studio that just opened up down the, like two blocks from my house and I really miss spinning. And so those are the things where you're like, yeah. oh, in a way you feel like you're cheating on CrossFit. But I'm like, no, this is like being active is so fun. And just because we really love one way of doing things doesn't mean we have to do that forever, you know? Yeah. And I, I agree. And I think I actually posted this on Instagram today and on Facebook that um, I, so where we're moving to in Longmont, there are two CrossFit gyms in Longmont um, and there's, a, you know, a hundred CrossFit gyms in Boulder, which is only 20, 30 minutes away, um, which is kind of far to drive for a gym, but it's not unheard of. But the problem is that the gyms in Longmont, the earliest class they have is at six. Well, I'm supposed to be at work by 8:30 and I have to drop miles off at daycare and long story short which we've talked about this before the reason I go to the five o'clock classes which I kind of hate is that if I get home I could do probably a 5 30 but doing a six o'clock class I wouldn't get home till 7 15 well I have to leave the house at 7 45 I'm not about to get myself and a toddler ready to leave in 30 minutes and let you know shower and eat breakfast and the whole thing and especially coming up on this coming year uh, Brandon is going to have a lot more clinicals his schedule is going to be much more um like um yeah clinical heavy like he's gonna be in the hospital a lot more so he's gonna have shifts he can't miss and we're moving even farther away from school for him so he's gonna have a lot of commuting time and the flexibility I just my schedule has is going to have even less flexibility in the coming year and I was like when I realized that there wasn't a gym nearby that I could go to I freaked out I had I like was texting everyone I know I texted you I texted Brandon I was texting Jess like I was texting everyone I know being like what do I do the last time I quit CrossFit which was this past winter I didn't quit but the last time that I wasn't able to find a solution was this past winter when I stopped going to the gym during lunch and just had like I don't know it couldn't have been more than a month where I really wasn't doing anything and I had more anxiety than I've ever had in my life I had to go on Prozac I mean you know I went on Prozac I don't want to say I had to go on Prozac because I think that there's definitely um you know in terms of like we are very pro mental health medication if that is something that you know a place where you're at and I really was like 
I could not manage my own anxiety and I was getting to the point where I was really feeling like how am I going to live my life is it, if this is the way it's always going to be mm-hmm. and then I went back to CrossFit and I was like oh thank you know thankfully I have this outlet but anyway so I was asking on Instagram and Facebook today like what do people do and like a million people recommended street parking with which is Miranda Oldroyd's programming so I'm gonna look into that but like at the end of the day you know the group fitness atmosphere is what has really what originally really drew me to CrossFit and what really kept me there and like even outside of CrossFit, there's just not that much group fitness other than yoga studios in mm-hmm. in Longmont. Yeah. There's like a spin studio, but I don't love spin. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other thing. Anyway, I'm so picky. But it has made me kind of question like, okay, what is the next kind of season of my fitness going to look like? And I think what I keep coming back to is that like CrossFit has become what it is because there was a gaping hole in the group fitness. Um that really catered to functional fitness and that really catered to like you don't just need to go sit on a machine and do quad extensions or you know go to I don't even know you know like go to an aerobics class and all I can think of is like that scene with Jamie Lee Curtis and John Travolta doing the aerobics where she's wearing that like jumpsuit and he's in that really shows really short shorts have you seen that <laughs> yeah um, but there was like a huge gap and if CrossFit was the first one to fill it, but like, it's not just CrossFit anymore. You know, people have really started thinking more outside the box when it comes to ways to get fit. And, you know, when you, like, even when we were talking to Sheree or even when you talked to Greg Glassman, it's like, oh, you know, Greg, you know our friend, Greg, you know, you know, our BFF, <laughs> you need to talk to Greg Glassman. It's like, you know, they basically are like, listen, this is what we the, like. The prescription of movements here is not crazy. We just call it CrossFit. Mm-hmm. You know, and just because, and like at the end of the day, they're, I think the people who are dyed in the wool CrossFitters are going to be the first ones to tell you the best thing you can do for your health and fitness is to find what works for you and to find what you love and to find something that's varied and stick with it. Yeah. You know, like, well, and that doesn't necessarily have to be CrossFit. Yeah. And I think that's the piece too. Like we have listeners who don't do CrossFit and I love you for that too, because, uh, you know, we set out this podcast, doing this podcast, obviously, because there was a a gap in the community of, you know, a lot of male domination and not so much females. But at this point, we're kind of like, yeah, and our community has grown. Take a drink, everybody. And our community has grown that including people who don't do CrossFit, which is, I mean, we want that because we're going to evolve into trying new things and it's not always going to be just CrossFit. And I think that's kind of the place that, you know, this listener brought up this question and was kind of like, yeah, you see, you see the the beginning stages of getting so excited about something and it's this new relationship and it's all you want to talk about. I remember my first CrossFit t-shirt from CrossFit J of like wearing it on the plane to Hawaii and no one really knew what CrossFit was and everyone kept coming up to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I've heard about that. I've heard that's really hard. And you know, I was like, oh my gosh, I am so cool. And, you know, and then kind of going through that whole piece of, you know, doing all these opens and just developing this family in the gym. And then you kind of feel like, um, I think at the time, I I don't know about you, but when I first started, I was like, oh my gosh, we were in this mentality that CrossFit had to be 100% go, go, go. And you really had to find the workout that was the hardest. I think that was the culture at the time was which hard, which workout is the hardest that I can go to, that I can get my ass handed to me. And that's kind of where I was at. And so I feel like as I've evolved over the years and I've realized, well, hey, that's actually not sustainable for my body, um, for anyone's body, in my opinion, but that I really kind of want to look at 
using CrossFit to make me a better human, but not, you know, I want to work out really smart and go as hard as I can. But if I'm continuously beating up my body in that way, I'm not really performing well. I'm just beating up my body. So if you're, you know, changing things up and doing what CrossFit is intended to do, like Sheree said, is like, um, you know, CrossFit was always really intended to be something that you're not doing a lot and you're living your life and you're out, you know, hiking and you're doing it with an intensity that you don't do it every day because you're actually not doing it well if you're doing it that way. Yeah, and I I also think that like, I think for me at least the next iteration as I come up on this and like like you said, you know, we've evolved from being these like diehard go-getter newbie CrossFitters to, and I think this even goes back to what you were saying like about macros or about anything is like you have to go all in in order to know what it's like and then you kind of, take a step back and find a pace that works for you in the long term. Um, and you know, that might not be CrossFit every day. That might be CrossFit once a week. That might not be CrossFit at all. It might just be some barbell moves in your, in your garage, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. I just think, you know, like you need, you know, we love CrossFit and we love all the things that it's kind of, that it stands for, but it's not the only way. Yeah. It's not the <laughs> um, end. Okay, here, she sent, oh, go. She sent the other video. Let's okay. see. Okay. Uh, yeah, you do it because I keep. I'm gonna mess it up again. I know <laughs> that's a really interesting <laughs> question, and I specifically love that the about that she said DIA because everyone thinks it's like DIA is some like crazy bunker, right? <laughs> it's like, yes. There's like I, aliens living underneath the airport or something, and so, communists. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, if you look at it from space, it's a swastika. I'm like, no, yeah. it's not a swastika. <laughs> Where did you hear that? That's like the thing. People are like, yeah, if you look at the terminals, like from up in the air, it's a swastika. I'm like, no, "No, it's not. Oh my gosh. I just think it looks like an elf village. Is that a conspiracy theory? Yes. An elf conspiracy. (laughs) Um, What are my thoughts on conspiracy theories? I think it will shock no one to find out that I do not believe in them. (laughs) I knew it. Um, Have you, have you taken that Gretchen Rubin quiz? No, not yet. I know I need to. And I thought you were going to say Gretchen Wieners. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now it's my turn i wish that's what i said um because i so there are four things types hold yes on, you're like a four, yeah four things mm-hmm. uh hold on a minute it's gloating okay so there is the upholder readily responds to outer and inner expectations the rebel resists all expectations outer and inner alike the obliger which meets outer expectations but struggles to meet expectations they oppose on them impose on themselves and then the questioner which questions all expectations they'll meet an expectation if they think it makes sense essentially they make all expectations into inner expectations it will not surprise you to know that i am a questioner which i also think is why i don't believe in uh ghosts or yeah aliens or what if we saw what if we saw a medium that legit told you something that only you would know would that freak you out would that like kind of tip the scale no. Why? I would just think she was a really good guesser. <laughs> okay. What if we went to the Stanley Hotel in on Halloween and you saw a ghost? I wouldn't see a ghost because ghosts aren't real. So, okay. I have a friend that went to the Stanley Hotel and she stayed there and she took a photo and there's a ghost in the picture and you can legit see it. What do you think about that? This is my friend. I trust my friend. She doesn't lie. Like this isn't some crazy photo that you see on the internet. I actually have a lot of pictures with orbs in them. Have you not seen a picture with an orb? Did I just totally lose you? <laughs> oh, I... no. <laughs> oh, no. 
I just... <laughs> I just... I can see your disdain and I'm not even in front of you. I mean, I know you like know my facial expression right now. I'm just like, no. <laughs> I just know. Okay. All right. Well, joke's on you because we're going to the Stanley Hotel. <laughs> I have been to the Stanley Hotel many, many, many times. Oh, it's my dream. And I have never... Stay, stay there on... Did I, I told you I almost got... I was almost on the show Ghost Hunters, right? <laughs> Uh, yes, and how you still every time you're like, we should go for on a ghost tour, and then you're like, no, never mind, I can't take you because you don't believe they wouldn't show themselves. They wouldn't. <laughs> it's true. They know. It's like they sniff. Oh it's gosh. like dog sniffing fear. Ghost sniff disbelief. Why wouldn't they then just use that as more of a motivation to reveal themselves? Because huh? they there's. <laughs> That's the question. Because they feed off energy. And then Duh. when it comes to like government spe- conspiracy theories, my aren't we living um, in one right now? <laughs> we very mal- well might be. My like probably somewhat naive opinion is that ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. And I would prefer if my government is conspiring to commit mass murders and frame them as terrorist events or whatever i would rather not know about it yeah but i do want to find and, the secret uh bunker in colorado springs oh that's for sure real <laughs> i want to i really want to know where that is like that's every time we drive through the springs i'm like where is it what's it called why am i forgetting the name of it i don't even anyway. know but it's like the yeah. mm-hmm. like if the world ends that's where mm-hmm. they send the president type mm-hmm. of place yeah that's for sure real yeah that's not a conspiracy that's just like where is it yeah, it it's just like kinda... the Dr. Evil Mountain, basically. Exactly. Ooh, wouldn't that be cool if that was real? Remember oh. in the movie Richie Rich when they were like lived in the, they like had that bunker, not bunker, they had like a secret thing behind Mount Rushmore. So I didn't see the movie. I watched the cartoon as a kid, but I did not see that movie. With Macaulay Culkin? No, I didn't see that movie. Spoiler alert. But it was a cartoon when I was a kid, just in case oh. you didn't know that. <laughs> nope. You didn't um, know it was a cartoon? No. Oh my gosh. That makes me so sad. Yeah, it was a cartoon. Uh, um, okay. We also had somebody ask a question about asking us to revisit our recommendations for the games. Um, if and like if people are going to Madison where they can find us. Mm-hmm. So at the I ice cream the shop. Big, yes. At the at Nick's Paleo because they have giant ice cream sandwiches. Um I think it's hard to say. It's hard to give recommendations to the venue we've never been at. Yeah. I don't know what but the seating is going to be like. I don't know. You know, like. I what know. I will say is our friends in Madison, our CrossFit buddies, uh, the, some of the girls I had dinner with that uh, when we were in Madison for the open. Sorry. Regionals. Nope. Yep. Open. <laughs> open. <laughs> Was uh, her husband owns a CrossFit box there. So we may have her husband jump on an episode in the near future before uh, Madison to kind of give some tips because we knew that this was coming and we're like, well, we don't really know because we haven't been this to this location yet. And we'd love to have someone local kind of give you guys recommendations of what to do. But um, as far as like what to do, where to go, what to pack, like you just pretend like you're going to CrossFit land, like workout clothes all the time. You're going to be outside a lot. We, If it's anything like Yeah, Carson, wear CrossFit clothes. That's cro- a very important piece. Yeah, very important. Because sometimes you'll show up like in real clothes no. and you will look very silly. So out of place. Wear workout clothes the entire weekend. Be comfortable. Um, bring a backpack. And I actually don't know the policy of this venue of like what you can bring in or not bring in. But we, we I just... I think it's the same. Yeah. I think it's just that they are going to check your bag before you come in. There's definitely yeah. some restrictions on like recording equipment, cameras and audio recorders and 
the type of like you know cameras you can bring in um, well if the crossfit van shuts me down i'm gonna be really upset because i i guess we can record on our phones but still yeah um but yeah i feel and, like the go ahead oh and i mean i used to say like bring a towel or an extra t-shirt to sit on i don't know whether or not that's still good advice but it can't mm-hmm. hurt you know what the sun, and it's gonna be really humid in madison yeah. so bring a lot of water i remember the girls some of the girls that we met last year had those towels that cooling towels i put it in our newsletter recommendation but that was genius where they just had those like cooling towels just wrapped around their necks and just kept dipping in yes. ice water um so i would def i'm definitely gonna bring one of those and honestly if you don't bring a hat, you're screwed be- because you're going to be outside so much. And just keep in mind that you can buy pretty much anything at I was Vendor, just about vendor to say, Village. Or <laughs> just like really budget for the vendor tent. Because it's so much all- fun. And just show up naked. Yeah. And just buy all the things you need. Totally show up naked and Ugh. just put clothes on there. Yeah. All the gear, belts, jump ropes. So if you've been holding out and you want some new gear and you're going to the CrossFit Games, save it. I'm seriously considering, like, because we're probably going to end up making up a little bit at least of a of a garage gym and Brandon's driving. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, like, just go. And so we don't have to worry about, like, shipping back, like, you know, med balls or something. Yeah. I'm going to buy me some stuff at the CrossFit That's Games. a really good idea. I don't even think it's, like, really discounted. It's just It's really not. There it's just can, there. And you get all excited yeah. about it. I still hope that on Thursday when we get there, because I fly in Thursday, like, around noon or something, I really want to go to Vendor Village and get all the like full full size samples because <laughs> that's what yes. they do at the beginning. <laughs> so if you go on the first yes. day, all the vendors are really excited to see you and they give you all the free shit. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're like, oh, shit, we're running we're out like, of stuff. Oh, crap, we gave away too much stuff on Thursday. <laughs> and so they're kind of chintzy. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's my secret. Oh, it's so fun. I'm it's so excited. Secret. Yeah. So, I'm okay. So, so that will be coming up. And then... um we have our Iceland details that will be coming out soon. Yeah. If you... Um, this trip is going to be so popular. I can't... It's going to be so good. Hashtag so popular. I can't help it that we're so popular. Um, if you did not receive our newsletter this week with the details about when the um, the date that we're going to release it, just keep an eye out on Facebook and Instagram. We will post it, you know, first thing that day on Instagram and Facebook. And so just... Be checking our social media. It's definitely going to be some one of the days next week. So get excited. Yeah, that's going to be so much fun. And we have a lot of people that are already... I think someone commented on the photo, photo that was like we just posted on Instagram that said, there's just a surge in, in uh, Google search surge of tickets to Iceland that just happened yeah. just now because everyone's looking. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a good time. And we had so much fun in Costa Rica with the group of girls. And so I feel like this is, I hope that we keep this and as a bring tradition. Your, bring your significant others. Brandon's yeah. coming on this one. Is Scott going to come? Scott's going to come. He is? We, oh, yeah. We probably should tell them that. We really like, By should. the way, FYI, we need more rooms. Mm-hmm. So our husbands are coming. Bring your husband if you want to. Bring your best friend. Bring your mom. Bring your mom. Bring your mom. We even oh had a listener from Iceland reach out to us and say, "We, I will be your personal, you know, advice Crossfit giver. Reykjavik ambassador. For, yeah. And so how cool is that? I mean. It's going to be great. This is going to be legit. Okay. So we have that coming up. We have the games coming up. Uh, Claire, you are, are you going out of town again? I feel like you're, no, oh no, I'm you're moving. just moving. Yeah. You oh, just yeah, went to Arkansas. Again. I'm like, well, you just were in Arkansas. And I was, uh, hey, by the way, my grandparents' yeah. town got a CrossFit. Oh, yay. 
Russellville CrossFit or CrossFit Russellville. If you live Hi. in Russellville, Arkansas, you can go there. Go get fit. Go get your fitness. It's kind of by the Walmart. <laughs> People of Walmart. All right. I think that's it, Claire Bear. Um, everyone can follow us on social media if you haven't already. Every, everything is Girls Gone Wad. Um, we're at Girls Gone that's Wad Podcast on Instagram. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> if you Google Girls Gone Wad or if you go to our our website, girlsgonewadpodcast.com, you can find us there. All of our socials linked. And you can support the podcast by going to the page that says support. We have all of our products there where we get a little bit of help for the podcast if you support the products that support GGW. Yes. Okay. Good talk. (laughs) Good talk. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week. Oh, and t-shirts. Don't forget the t-shirts. If you order tanks, they're on their way. Tanks or t-shirts, they're on their way. They just shipped from the printer today. They will get here. So today's Monday. You'll be hearing this in the future. They probably have arrived or it will be arriving tomorrow. Um, We are going to have a packing party this weekend, and then they will ship next Monday, assuming all goes to plan. If you did not pre-order today, which is Thursday, we will be releasing a few extras for sale. So keep an eye out on our Instagram and our Facebook um and yeah there's really not that many it's like a couple of each color in each size like literally like one or two mm-hmm. um we just you know we i know we've talked about this before but we have to do it this way because it's just the two of us and we don't have the time or resources or space to keep an inventory of shirts on hand and so if you own a t-shirt day, company and you want to handle that for us by all yeah. means but even like know. when we tried we tried to do um what's it called spread shirt oh, and the yeah. shirts they had just like weren't what we wanted yeah and anyway mm-hmm. so this is we've been doing it this way for four years this is the way that it's kind of a pain in the butt we get it we really appreciate you guys being patient with us yes thank you and we also really appreciate that you support us even though we don't have stuff available year-round um but it will be they will be showing up very soon and hey. we would love to see when you get it tag us um in your instagram posts awesome all right well, that's it for this week have a good one guys